0: Preaching, preaching the unknown, unknown, unknown
1: Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show where our hearts are our master a production of cosmicreality.com And welcome to Cosmic Reality. It's October seventeenth, twenty twenty three. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um Okay, so Walt, you're here.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm I'm here. <laughs> Hello everyone. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jasmine. Did you get your tires on your car okay? Uh yeah, I was there half an hour before the scheduled time. So they actually made me wait until the scheduled time. So I was there for an hour. <laughs> and the, the, it was I was kind of surprised because no one ever says anything nice about the vehicle because it, it's 95, it's old. It it doesn't look like it's been beat up. It just looks it looks its age, but it everything runs fine and uh, I was surprised with the uh the rep Praised me for the the condition of the, the of the vehicle that it's in such excellent condition. And I said, "Oh, thank you. I really like it because I don't I don't like these new cars that are is like driving around in a microwave oven. So I I like this old '95. It just barely has enough elec- the correct electricity to run. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else.
1: <laughs> That's 1995. Yep. Oh my God. I thought I yep. had an old one.
2: It's 2003. <laughs> so. Oh, that's that's a new car compared to mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but I uh, by the time I got mine, they did have security on it. it turned out they had two security pl- systems in the car, and one of them locked up. Oh my God! But I took it when, and then I had the engine rebuilt—not rebuilt, but you know, the seals all put in it and again. And, you know, just, it was like $3,000 worth of work. But I had them, I pulled out, I said, get rid of all that security crap. Just get it out of my car. And when I drove the car home, I was like, oh my God, this feels like a real car. It's just a different feeling, and, and it's the same car, but the all that crap was taken out of it. So, yeah, the old ones are... And, you know, I mean, part of the, because the guy that did my car said, this "This is a really good car. And I'm thinking, yes, because I've really got shungite on it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And, uh, yeah, I remember I took it into the uh, automobile place to just get the service done, you know, the oil change, that sort of thing. And this guy that's been working on my car since I bought the car, he all of a sudden started acting like he was kind of high. And I'm like looking at him, and this was, you know, years ago, back in 14 when I put the original magnets on there, or 15. And he was like, and I realized he he was getting high by working on the engine. This the shungite field, you know? It was, and then the last time I brought it in, I think I mentioned it, they opened it up, and then they're all talking to one another. And they claimed there was ants in it. But I had had, mm. I had, had that car, uh, the you know, I've got a battery tender. I had had that car opened up the day before, and I didn't see any, or a couple days before that, and I didn't see any ants, you know, but they said they saw, I didn't see any ants. I'd stayed out of the way, you know, you, you know it's uh, supposed to go down. In I, have area. To,
2: I have to thank Derek because he, he, he gave me the solution for uh, when you have mice in your car. Oh, yeah, what's <laughs> that? Said, <laughs> I didn't know the solution were uh, dryer, uh, dryer uh, those bounce thing, the 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 paper sheets that you put in the dryer to change really? the the smell of it, which they, would they say is so toxic, and I didn't know that if you put them in the com- engine compartment, uh, mice stay away from the car. <laughs> so Ooh. I guess mice are allergic to bounce.
1: Oh, I wonder if it'll stay out of my house if I put a few around.
2: I guess I I put like four of sheets, of those sheets in the, in different uh, corners of the engine compartment so that it doesn't get hot or burn.
1: But, well, so it's in uh, the engine did, compartment.
2: Yeah, in the engine. That's where I that's where the mice were, in the engine compartment. <laughs> Go oh, figure. God. God. Well, so I, I didn't know it, I didn't know there was such a practical solution, so th- thank you Derek for that uh Recipe.
1: Yeah, I bet maybe it'll take the squirrels out, some people have squirrels oh. that get in there, but... Uh, anyway.
2: I know that for squirrels, they uh, the recipe that I've heard is uh, mothballs. They don't tolerate mothballs.
0: Huh.
2: But I don't have squirrels in the vehicle, just mice. Oh, well.
1: So, Dolly, you said you got a list for us, yes? Yeah,
3: I do. Did but you? Did uh, you to watch Mom home? Is she
2: home? No, not yet. She's she's still she's still recovering her energy. Even the doctor mentioned that because she she wants to that she wanted to sit down, she wanted to uh, do that, but she she can hardly move because every time she moves, everything hurts. And and I said to her, "Well, you have to be patient with yourself. Of course, everything hurts because you spent like two hours on the floor." then the people that moved you around so you add more more physical punishment because you got moved around like a like a crash dummy so they could get you out of here so she's in in physical pain from all that so on plus the energy uh that she has to recover her energy so you just have to be patient it's you're nothing there's you're not damaged you're not broken and, and uh as they are treating the uh, the condition you know the the ulcers on her legs they're closing up but you just got to be patient you have to get your energy back think about it 3 years ne- not been able to sleep an entire night how who, who can who can stand that i mean I, I don't know if concentration camp prisoners ever had such a time.
3: <laughs> yeah but i understand her completely. I do. She can't rest because she's in pain. She can't rest because her mind won't shut down. And and then when she does rest, it isn't rest.
2: Yeah. You're, because you're not home. You can't rest properly because you're not home. Even when she's
3: home, she can't rest right. But I understand that.
2: David, it, so... It, uh, at least, with uh, they're giving her Tylenol to offset the pain in her legs, and that's letting her rest because um, the the pain in her in her legs was so intense it, it wasn't. I mean, I wasn't sleeping at night because any minute now I'm going to hear a sob or a scream or a, or a cry or something because of the intense pain she was having in her legs. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: how how do you go to sleep when you're in a, in a state of nervous tension, you yeah. fall asleep and you don't know when you're going to wake up, so that's why when I, when that last week before the ambulance took her, I said, I, I, I can't, I can't, even, I don't know where I am, <laughs> remember I told you that time I woke up, I didn't know where I was, whose house is this, and who am I, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's how I disoriented I was, it was beyond, beyond disorientation, so I said I can't do it. I can't help you. I, I I if you if you stay we are both dead.
3: Yes, I understand that. And that <laughs> happens a lot to caretakers. They die before the patient because mm. they get completely done exactly. in. Yeah. 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 And they hurt themselves taking care of the patient and then they don't bother to go get themselves taken care of. See, taking care of the pa- not realizing they're killing themselves for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ran across that a lot when I was a CMA.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I got a mute. Yeah, she used to work with the elderly and she's had stories over the ages. This is just one I, you know. Anyway.
2: So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting getting
1: old is not for sissies. That's for damn sure. Yeah. You know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it definitely isn't.
1: No, are you Who's okay? Uh,
3: yes. I'm trying to find my list. Now, um, what I want to do first? Do you care if I uh, take over a few minutes? What? Can I be can I be in charge a few minutes? Yeah, go
1: ahead.
3: You're in charge. Okay. Um there was a chatter this morning in uh in this uh, when the Shanghai show was on there was a chatter in chat. And it was from Interesting Chatter was his name. And he said, hey, Dolly, some ideas for your list. Well, I started looking up all these sites. They are pages long. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give a little synopsis and I'm going to post the sites for those who might be interested. In the chat room. Uh, and then y'all can look it up yourselves. So um, bear with me while I do this, okay? Because I asked for people to give me suggestions. I feel I cannot turn my back and say no, they're too long. Now, these are mostly financial concerns, Um, so if you really get into finances, this will probably interest you a lot. Okay, here's one. Now, let me get the other one. Please don't feel bad, Uh, interesting chatter. I just, I don't, we could not even get one of your topics talked about in one show. So, I am making sure that I carry through um, with with what you posted for me. So, hold on again. I will honor what I said. And Paste Yeah, <laughs> well, there's the okay, there's the do so you can find it and go to this next. I think I have three more. Bear with me. I like the cheap model. Well,
1: why why are you why are you doing that? Um I want to kind of, like, make a a plug for Oak Island. It's coming back on.
3: Why do I do that?
1: And, I, you know, we've talked about it a little on the Shungite show. It's like, I think this must be the ninth season (laughs) that we're going through this digging stuff. But it's such a fascinating uh, experience because... There's something very mystical about the whole thing. The fact that you've got the, the story itself behind the, the brothers that you know, saw uh, in Reader's Digest uh, an article about the Soak Island and how it ended up becoming this amazing television program, and they're you know, on the verge of uh, getting to the, to the, uh, to the treasure. But we're talking about it today on the Shungite show, and Derek says that he had started it. He said, but he said he just didn't understand why they didn't test the water to see if there was gold in it. <laughs> and I'm going like, Derek, it took them eight seasons to get to that point, and you just knew that. And it was like if if he had been there, they would have been you know probably three seasons in and have found it. It was just so funny to me. Right off the bat, he said, you know, and of course that was how they found it. But in the in the interim, as they went through the years, they would draw, drill all these small boreholes, and small I mean like a four-inch pipe. And then they would one of the the biggest things was ten feet in in uh, radius. So uh, you know, it, it's like. <laughs> They had all the holes in through the area So then they just started testing for the gold And they found They absolutely could trace exactly The point at which the gold was concentrated And supposedly there's like a Mack truck worth of gold in there Which is an enormous I mean, bringing that much gold Into the world economic uh, situation Will be very interesting to see uh, what what impact that has, because it's all supply and demand type of stuff. But there's something so magical about, well, what is it, how to get there, and why is it taking forever to get to it? It's 200 years of people trying to get to this. That island is very small. I don't know how, I don't even know, I think it's a, not even a half mile. You know, so it's like really a small area and you've got all these holes and all these places have been dug and, and, and they can't seem to get to this. And that's because of the woo-woo stuff that happens. Machines break down. Um, they have problems with permits from the Canadian government. There are so many different things that just are weird, you know, and people come in with all this equipment to do all this measurement and it won't work. Same thing we've seen in other uh, areas like this, you know, where there's woo-woo happening. But my feeling is because you've got the influence of the Templars, it seems to me like the evidence is saying that the Templars were behind the original putting the treasure there. Um, and they, they're they known for... I, let's say that their understanding to a degree, I don't know, I don't think it's ever been really brought out, how far they understood the woo-woo world went. But I, I, every time I, I think about Oak Island, I think about something I learned about the pyramids very early in my studies on them. And <clears throat> one of the things that they were talking about was that when they would bury somebody in one of these pyramids or massive tombs, the priest would put a thought form there to protect the grave, the the body, a thought form, and that's why when they started opening up all these pyramids and these burial sites in Egypt, there was a lot of really strange thing. I mean, the King Tut, the discussion of King Tut and how many people died at once they opened up that tomb is coincidence is thought and action. And in this case it might have been, you know, the thoughts of priests trying to protect the body. But I think that something like that is happening there in Oak Island and I, I have a question for you. Sure.
2: I know that it's uh, it's common practice, not every single state, but I, I know that there are states where police have availed themselves of the assistance of psychics, like they have found missing people or or they have found the bodies of, you know, somebody has disappeared, and they don't know if they're alive or dead, but they're able to locate the body by availing themselves of the use of psychics. With all the millions of dollars that have gone into this hole, they never availed themselves of uh, psychically enabled people. You know, it never crossed their minds.
1: Well, I'm an example of somebody that decided to use the woo-woo to see what was down there. And I'm I'm pretty adept at remote viewing, and I took the the big one the the you know the one that was this huge huge pipe, and I I just followed the pipe right down through the through the ground, and all of a sudden on the other side of the pipe on the other side of the wall of of dirt that was there, there was a chamber and it scared the crap out of me. Okay, now that was me, then the guys over at um, uh, uh, the, it's the remote viewing people I'm, I'll think of their names in a second but they d- they did the same thing somebody went down exactly down the same pipe got to the same point and went oh crap I'm out of here so even if they had tried to get somebody to do this Walt I don't think that person mm-hmm. could get through the barrier they would have been
2: they would have been discouraged
1: it's, it's terror mm. you know I mean I got a glimpse of what was on the other side of it and I did not want to Pursue it at all, and it was just a glimpse. It's like, oh, okay, I'm out of here, because uh, it was like, okay, it's it's like you know you. Yeah, that's
2: an old Egyptian trick. That's that's really it works, Walt. It doesn't matter if if it works. No, what I'm saying is that the people who knew this—that's how old is their their knowledge and their on their skill. They they knew about this in 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 the old world.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is not new science. This is us recovering what we once knew. Somebody here on the planet knew. Um, no, so that that I think that that would discourage anybody. If two of us, Farsight, the Farsight Institute, if if somebody this is talented, because they have got the you know they got some really really good remote viewers, and if they they and I both have exactly I didn't. He didn't know about me. I certainly didn't know about him until afterwards, and it turned because that when I did it, I said, you know, because I kept saying no, I'm not gonna. It's like reading the the end of a story. I don't want to do that. But I said, well, maybe I'll just go down there and take a peek, <laughs> you know, just to see what it, you know, if there's anything down there. And um, of course, they they went into it as, well, let's go see what's down there. And it was an intentional thing, but same reaction it's like oh I don't know what's on the other side of that wall but I don't want any part of it I'm getting out of here so I suspect it- so
2: until that's overcome they're not, there's nothing for them to find
1: exactly and that's what the why they can't seem to get where they it would seem like it couldn't possibly be this difficult but to get there I think that humanity has to be prepared for what's there and you know I If I was a betting person, I would put a bet on the fact that it was the uh, Ark of the Covenant. That's my, my feeling about it. I know there's stories, I could tell you the stories about the Ark of the Covenant, it's here and it's there and whatever, there may be more than
2: one. So uh, have these people thought of looking for... Uh, templars can't be extinct, there must be like a secret group, you know, they don't reveal themselves, oh, da- dar- 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 they don't tell anybody. That, Darling,
1: most of the people that have tried to find the treasure had Templar Association. One of them oh. was FDR, Fed the President of the United States, Roosevelt, before he was President. He went up to Oak Island, he was part of a, con- uh, a group of people that were trying to find these things. So the Freemasons were the ones that started it. After and there's the ex-
3: Templars still around. It was my grandpa was a Templar. And I didn't find out until after he had died it was in his obituary. That's how secret it was. I was surprised it got in the obituary. So they're still
2: around. So this treasure is beyond their pay pay grade then, because they, they, they were being kept from it, even members of the Either the Freemasons or the Templars. In, nope, nope. You can't get here. So, whatever it is, is uh, is beyond their per- pay grade. Huh?
1: Well, I just think it's it's humanity has to be at a, the planet has to be at a certain energy level of ability to handle the information, and and the device itself. You know what we went through when when the Ark of Gabriel was found. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. took the Russian Navy to get it to Antarctica, where then it was uh, let's say dismantled. Not dismantled, but was.
2: Dismantled. Well, they, they had uh, that crane that was the, that was uh, brought down because of the uh, the what do you call it? The the lightning strike brought down that crane. It it, it brought down a uh, damaged part of a temple. Some people died because of that?
1: Well, that's a long story, but what the heck, there's people that have never heard it, probably. Um, What happened was that we were working with a djinn, and this was probably 2016, maybe 2016, probably. Um, We were working with a djinn, and we were helping them get out from underneath the uh, control of certain black magicians and we realized that we had missed some and so we did another clearing of this particular situation but then after i thought we were done with that somebody in chat said did you know that the that jinn are supposed to be protecting the mecca area the kaaba the big old you know squid, uh, cube in the middle of the area that they walk around and it's black because there's a silk black thing over it um the stone's not black that it's black because of a silk screen type of thing they put over it so and th- then five days after oh okay so as he says this thing i go i've never even done this before but i go there and i go inside the cube which i didn't know what was inside of it And I could see what looked to me to be these lanterns uh, across the the ceiling, like near the ceiling. There were these lanterns. And I got focused on uh, two of them. There's actually three of them in my vision, but I'm focusing on them. And all of a sudden, the lanterns turned into gin. And one of them looked at the the next one. Did that just happen? And they all disappeared. And five days later, that's when they they were excavating the t- tunnels underneath the uh the area, and they came to this wall they got through the wall and they found a device and when they when they tried to touch the device, the five people that had opened it up died from some kind of a blast so that blast. Which, no, you know, it didn't. at the time, nobody knew about this. We found out about this after the fact. But at the time, this blast that originated underground went up and hit the crane that was working on construction in the area. And they've got a photograph of it. But they thought it was a bolt of electricity of lightning coming down and hitting it instead of realizing it was a plasma burst from underground. And, yeah, it was over 800 people that died that day. And, then, and that was five days after we helped the djinn that were locked in this thing, protecting it, escape. And then there was another occasion a few days later, and that turned out to be that they went back into the thing and, again, attempted to sort of access it, and it, it discharged again. And at that point, the powers that be in uh, in Mecca got a hold of the Russian Orthodox, the, um, oh, what's his name? Been a long time. He's the Archbishop, uh, I think they call him. Of, uh, well, anyway, the guy that was ahead of the Orthodox Church in Russia because these Mecca Israeli people knew somehow, or maybe they just said, do you have anything that can tell us what this is? Because the, uh, well, the Christian churches have been stealing, you know, the treasure of knowledge and locking it away from everybody forever. But indeed, uh, Krill, his name is Archbishop Krill, they, it, they, they, indeed, he did, it was called the, oh gosh, they called it the Ark of Gabriel. And this was like a, apparently, some kind of an instruction manual or something. So, then what happened was that uh, the the pope the pope a uh, Catholic Church pope goes and meets Krill in Cuba. But just as they're kind of doing this thing there's a situation where they've got to get this piece of equipment out of there because they sort of like know how dangerous it is, dangerous it is. So the Russian Navy came and met a cargo ship that they had somehow or another safely got this thing on. And they get it on the ship, okay? Now, I can't can't tell you that everything that I'm telling you is true. This is a story, but I can tell you that I proved a certain number of facts concerning this, including this ship was there right off at the closest uh, port in Mecca, or, in, you know, from Mecca. The ship was there. The Russian uh, Navy had gone into a exercise where it was the largest ex that they had put together ever. Even World War II, they didn't have this many ships. And they all went to Antarctica. So, I mean, I could tell you that I could prove that this happened. I'm not sure about the details except then Walt and Gene Rockefeller are very uh, uh, very good psychic in many ways. Um, they both had an experience with the cube in Antarctica. So it was a big deal. And this was, a, this was not the Ark of the Covenant. This was the Ark of Gabriel. And I think that there's more than one. I would say that there could be as many as five. I know there's at least three, but I feel like there could be. And I, you know, hey, listen, I'm just telling you what I'm feeling, you know, what I'm observing. But I do think that we are, you know, we, we get into the current events because I think you have to understand what's happening in in this, you know, the matrix well,
2: reality. Well, it sounds like the 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 thing at woke Ike Oak Island. Has the same level of protection because the, that's the thing that uh, the Ark of the Covenant, which was in on the top of Mount Masada, when Iris Lawrence and the team of psychics went to unearth it, they they were met with the same problem. For when they located the the stone slab where the the thing was buried, everybody was like possessed. You know, they 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 got down on hands and knees and trying to dig the, dead, the dirt out. And then when this lab was exposed, they were overcome by such panic that they started covering it up. They, it was so protected, they, they couldn't get in there. So it sounds like the same thing is in, in Oak Island, the same level of, of protection. You, you, the uh, yeah, the, the uh, devices yeah. themselves cannot be accessed by someone who doesn't know, you know, how how to remove the protection.
1: Well, yeah. It's like, how how come five people died and I think the, the second time it went off nobody was killed but they were hurt or something. They, I mean, it was it was bad. Why was it that they finally got it out of there? Well, because over the de- decades of looking at different places that are like this, they found that certain people have an energy level, a frequency inside their own body that the system reads as being a friendly. And they... Can breach the the barrier with somebody like this, and I'm sure that that's the only way that they would have gotten in there, was that they had somebody of that ilk who was able to open it up, open up the the you know the room itself. Because I don't think they even got mm-hmm. near the room. I don't think they got inside the room initially, but they open it up and they've got this ark of Gabriel, similar, very probably identical to the ark of the covenant. And um, but at that point they they pretty much knew what they were dealing with because of the uh, operating manual that the that Archbishop Krill had of Russia. So you know there's so much there's so much bad and it looks terrible. We're gonna have a third world war and all that sort of thing. But at the same time, if you look at what's happening from a spiritual metaphysical standpoint, there's a lot of activity, a lot of activity going on. So, anyway, I sort of hijacked your time there. You were in control, Dolly, but did you want to say something? Yeah, well, you see how much control I had. (laughs) (laughs) Symbolic control. Did you (laughs) want? Did you want to say something about Oak Island?
3: Um. No, I'm just excited for it to come back on. Shannon and I were talking about it. My son-in-law. They came over the. They came Saturday and Sunday, and they uh, saved us from losing our minds. Um. Oh, so didn't Walt send us the? Link to the lady that was telling us about what's go- really yeah, going I s- on. I
2: sent that to everyone in the group. I-, I don't know who had the chance to listen to the video.
3: I sure did. Boy, it blew my socks off. I I was so excited because the day that the bombing happened, uh, I texted Nancy right away when I heard it, and I said is this real and she said absolutely and i'm thinking well but i did not feel it was real i i didn't have the feeling it wasn't right there was something wrong about it i'm i'm getting my information on that so i can paste in the chat room um so i i prayed of course i prayed about Please send whatever is needed over there, God. And uh, it's, and then Walt sent this that I just posted in the chat room from Gail. No, Gali. no, her
2: name is Gally. Uh, I know. We, we're it's a weird
3: pronunciation.
2: It's not Gail. It's Gally Lucy. Gally. <laughs>
3: Gally. Is a first name, Lucy the second name. And okay. in that is that the same thing, Nancy.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes oh. it is. Cool. Now
3: y'all can go and listen to her. I mean she was saying the things that I I knew in her side. In inside me I knew. <clears throat> and I was so happy that you sent that to me, Walt, because now I know it's the it's a good hat uh, uh, endeavor going on over there. Well, that, that I feel from the top of my head to the well, tip of my Well, can you explain
1: toes. that a little bit more?
3: Well, uh, yeah, if you want me to.
1: Yeah, I can well, do Well, yes, that. because I didn't have time to look at it.
3: Oh, Nancy, hate time. It isn't that long. No, I,
1: I know I had it up there. It was just I just never got to it.
3: Yeah, I understand. I'm just trying to encourage you to get to it.
1: Okay. I'll get to it. Go so on, you. woman. You're in command.
3: <laughs> okay. Um in this in this thing, y'all, it's it she is sharing. She does cards. And uh, she has them all laid out to start with. And she is sharing that the people who are getting hurt and killed, um, there aren't that many of them. But they, most of those people would not listen to the warnings from the White Hats. Get out or stay in your houses. You will be safe. If you stay in your houses, but of course you got the people, who Trying kind to have attitudes like me. You can tell me something. I'm gonna do the opposite. So anyway, you got the people who are doing the opposite, and they were going out. Those are the ones who are in trouble. And uh, the the troop, the white hat troops. This is a this is a black hat. Operation and they are doing a lot of green screening because um, a lot of it is not true. What you're hearing is not true. But in the meantime, the white hat are doing what they do, they are rushing in after the black hat to clean up, mop up the black hats that they can, or, yeah, the black hats. And uh, they, she said they've cleaned out, sorry, they cleaned out the heads of state. And, and, And she mentioned a place I like so much, down in Cuba, Gitmo. Mentioned Gitmo, a lot of heads of states and other black hats have visited Gitmo. It's a one way visit. And she um, said that. I did not get that from real raw news. This lady said it while she's reading her card. Um, so it's not what it appears to be. This is a deep state effort, last-ditch effort. They want to uh, try to save themselves. And she said it was started by bankers. And I forgot who else. Do you remember, Walt, who else?
2: Yeah, the, the cabal, the cabal on the bankers. Yeah. Even even the uh, the Israeli army were complicit because uh, uh not the it's not the, the soldiers themselves that are to blame, but the the, hi, the higher ups, the one that give the orders. I mean they purposely reduced the forces at ham at, at uh at the border so that the border was unprotected. They were reduced to like one quarter of the number of soldiers that would normally be there. So they were uh, deliberately exposed. If they had, if they had allowed the n- natural number of uh, soldiers that are there, there, there wouldn't have been any success for the attack, but they purposely sent them away. They moved them to another location. So they were totally exposed and unprotected. And and that was the Israeli army. So they were complicit in the attack because it is like she said, both both sides are working for the banks, you know. The, they're the ones paying for this action.
3: Is there anything else I should say that I left
2: out? Or else? Uh, no, the, the, the thing that I said is noticeable is like she says some people ask if they know they are going to do this, how come they're not, you know, taking better measures and, and, she, and the answer to her, the question was no, they don't know what they're going to do. That's why they have to react to some uh, offensive and work at, at, a, at uh, what do you call it, compensating for the offensive because they don't know, they have no idea what they're going to do. So what they, they have no, no choice but to react to what they've done in order to uh, uh, reduce the damage as much as possible. Because remember, the uh, the on the left side of the column were the elements of the of the white hats. On the right side of the column were the elements of the black hats. And she was comparing how they function and how they act. Remember, because her tarot, her tarot looked different from we're used to seeing Janine's deck, but this deck was totally different. And there are multiple different decks when it comes to the tarot I know that so but she her was very specific like when she said toward the end of the uh, Because there were a a column of three cards and I forget if it was how many cards if it it was
3: Nine nine,
2: but uh, toward the, the bottom one of the cards on the right side It looked like a cross and it 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 was a card that represented karma. That it, it's showing how these these people are collecting their own karma. That's why they're getting uh, hit at a, at every at every angle at every corner, uh, because they're they're uh, they're collecting their own karma. So very interesting. It, it is so, very. The bad
1: in. guys getting the karma.
2: The 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 cabal. OK,
1: I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's really simple. I think I covered this on the Say What show. The Ukrainian. Well, first off, the vaccinations things didn't work. Yeah, they killed millions of people, but they didn't kill them all. Then they have the Ukrainian war. Well, let's have a third world war. And maybe that was in the plan too. get all the soldiers and everybody so weak because of the shots, they can't respond. So it's an easy war. So they were going to do that, and then that started falling apart. And so now they're doing this one, and the idea is yes to get Iran. If you just think in terms of what what what's the, what's what's the black hats trying to do? Well, they're trying to get Iran into the whole picture, um, because inevitably, they, they, I think that maybe they anyway they want to get a nuclear war happening, but. We've been told for a while by different places, I don't know if it's true or not, except for the fact that Matthew has said it, Matthew Ward, and um, he has credibility with me. And it's not so much what he says, it's the fact that Ani Avedisian is a personal friend of theirs. And she has conversations with Matthew that you know, go beyond what, what we hear. And if Annie is believing and, she's, and she says, I don't believe everything he says. She says it's interpretation. She doesn't believe any, every, everything anybody says. Um, but she has a high uh, regard for the messaging he gives. And one of his is that, you know, there will not be a nuclear war. Period. So you just have to stay divorced from from the mechanisms of the television. I mean, my God, the telev- I've been watching Jack Osborne searching ghosts and stuff, and you know having a staying away from this stuff because it's repetitive, 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 repetitive. And they're telling you the same stories over and over and over again. And today's story is that they, uh, they, being either the Israelis or Hamas, um, destroyed a hospital, a Baptist hospital in Gaza, and at least 500 people are dead. It, it forced, well, President Biden, I hate to say the words together, president Biden is on his way. He got on Air Force One and he's flying to Israel. Now, you're flying into a a military zone. You wouldn't go to that train wreck in the U.S. You didn't go to Maui until days and days after Maui. But you're getting on a plane and flying into a war zone. And he was supposed to meet with uh, the Israelis and then go over to Jordan and meet with Jordan and Egypt. And they blew up the hospital and somebody did they blew up the hospital and um, so the trip was canceled to Jordan first the Egyptian backed out and then the Jordan guy did so he's going to go to to Israel so that he can get their plan of attack I mean it's like what in the hell is happening there you know maybe we're going to have a martyr (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what's happening over there. But the last report that I saw was that, the, that of course, Hamas and the Palestinians, they all screamed it was a, a strike by Israel. And Israel says, we don't strike hospitals. And uh, we're looking at it right now. And apparently they have film of a barrage of rockets coming out of Hamas area. And um, at the time that the hospital was hit, but the Israelis were flying something else. And you can see that explosion in the distance, the Israeli airstrike. But it looks like they've got a video of it being um, rockets that were sent by Hamas that malfunctioned and hit the hospital, at least one of them. So it's, but that story, the, the truth of it will be hard to to get out there. Once they tell a lie, they keep telling the lie over and over and over again. They don't tell the truth, even on Fox. I mean, Fox is still talking about the thing I don't like to talk about because it's not true. Um, the 40 babies thing. It, it, it's not true. And it's been admitted by a CNN reporter that initially had reported and that the only guy that seems to be responsible for it was some real activist fanatic. To to, he himself sounded like he wanted to get rid of the Palestinians. So everything out there you, you hear is probably a lie in one way or another. So just be careful, but just be aware that that's happening. But look at the rest of the world. What 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 the hell is happening in the rest of the world? Well, you it supposedly according to Jan Shaw, you got seventy three percent. Of the Israeli people not buying into this. They want to get rid of the government of Israel. They're not buying into any of this. And you've got people all over the world that are, you know, pro Palestinian, but you also have an awful lot of people that are seeing it for what it was because, hey, they just looked at Ukraine and now they see what the Ukraine was all about. What was it all about? You know, I don't know if any of you have heard this, but the Russians just released, how many of it, I think as they said, a couple of hundred children that they had in their custody. Remember we were hearing about the children who the Russians were taken out of captivity from the dark side? Well, all of a sudden these kids were released to um, Qatar, I think and are being reunited with, understand, reunited with their families. How did they get separated from their families? You're going to take them and put them in a war zone? I mean, I don't even know if there's a war going on there in the Ukraine anymore.
2: Well, if there was a war in the Ukraine, why were so many celebrities and actors and some going there smack in the middle of the Ukraine? They were in Kiev. Remember, all the actors and all the celebrities were going there. They're in the middle of the a war zone, and you're going there. How much of a war is actually going there? <laughs> Everyone is visiting, like is like they are not on, on a tour or something. Yeah, the, the Ukraine the truth
3: thing. Oh, sorry, Walt, I thought you're done.
2: No, no. It's just the the uh, the true war was all the stuff that the Russians were destroying. They were destroying all the. All the bio labs, all the uh, 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 adrenochrome labs, all the all the all the uh, they were letting and them the go. King
3: tunnels.
2: Yeah, that's the the war. There was no war attacking people on the street. So sorry, go go on. I'm done. No, I,
1: I'm I'm just saying, you know, be careful, people, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Now, it's not that I don't believe there were horrendous things happening. There were horrendous things happening. I listened to a man whose, whose job it is to recover bodies after natural and unnatural events. Somebody that actually was there in 9-11, you know, in New York, cleaning up, trying to clean up. And um, he, he, he was, he, he, it was brutal. He told two stories, and the first thing that they saw was so brutal, so absolutely brutal, people that had been through these things before, that he and his team, virtually, they all broke down. They said, we can't do this. And he said that, um, he said, I just had to, it was our job. And so he got them to realize that it was their job. So what they had done is they had actually sat down and prayed in the middle of all this Awful death and blood that was right there with, that they then then cleaned up. It was just horrendous. And this man was very very real. You could feel it very real. But what was so amazing about it was that even though it was one of the more graphic descriptions of what the first their first responders basically that the first responders saw on the ground, um, this guy said. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. But it was not the Palestinian people. And it was stunning to me to see somebody that had seen such awfulness and could still make the the you know separation between the awfulness committed by Hamas and the Palestinian people. And he really his message was reaching out to the world and saying, please don't blame the Palestinian people for this. And um, I, I, that's the third time I've seen somebody there who I believe was telling the truth, that was that he, they'd really gone through this. Um, and each of those people had, you know, said something similar. The first guy was like, these were my friends. Well, how could my friends do this? Because... He was talking Palestinian. He wasn't talking Hamas. Um, so there is still, and may, maybe part of this, you know, is, is God's way of opening the door to a new concept of family, to the world. There's bad people out there, but the, they're bad actors. You know, a whole group of people is not bad. The vast majority of human beings, I think, are good people. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not easy what we're going through, I will say that, but don't let it get you down. And like I've said on many shows, you know, the only way that we can stand up to this is to stand up to it and to say, we're not gonna we're gonna we're a family. We gotta be a family. And um yeah. That's what I think. So what else here, kids? What else did she say with the cards? Anything?
2: Oh. No, you'll have to see the whole thing. It's a, it's a, it's a bit long, but you, it's worth, it's a worth seeing. I, I don't know, I, I don't know if you want to play, play the, the sound or you want to hear it yourself. No, I, I can't, maybe. I
1: can't, I can't do it that way with the system. Okay. okay. It Echoes. I don't. I've never been able to figure out why, <clears throat> but it echoes.
3: Well, it is a long one, and you might find yourself wanting to re-listen to some of it. So um I think it would be best heard by people well individually so they can go backwards and because some of it is what you think what is it? And so I would go back and listen again in order to get what she was saying to us. I think really it's a good one to listen by yourself.
2: Did you remember the part where she says that it's uh Israel is the beginning of the peace that the, what happened in Israel is going to start happening in other places where uh it's going to they're going to uh Israel is going to be the place the beginning of the place where the, the all the wars will end. So Israel the beginning will be, of the peace. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah and and that that thing that's happening in in Israel will now start to happening in different places. I remember her saying that.
3: Yeah. Yes. Israel is the start other countries are going to start going up behind and doing it. Following Israel's lead and and taking care of business for real.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they say that the Palestinians voted for Hamas. That was in 2006. They haven't had an election since. So if so many of the, I mean, I haven't, you know, just the, the few people that I really listened to and thought were telling the truth. If they are feeling, you know, compassion for the Palestinian people, it's like. Maybe this is the way that the Palestinian people stand up and get rid of the Hamas. We don't know what the condition is of the awareness of the people, because like I say, 73% of the Israelis supposedly didn't you know, buy into this. They're seeing it for what it is. And
2: supposedly who owns, who runs
1: Hamas? Uh, Okay, after the uh, war that they had with Egypt and stuff, they came to an agreement that the Gaza Strip would be Palestinian property. But the Palestinians had the right to decide who would be their government. So instead of voting for the Palestinian Liberation Front or whatever it is that is behind, uh, like... uh, Oh, gosh, is it Lebanon? Yeah, I think it's Lebanon. The people that are in that, it's another uh, section of Palestinian people, the West Bank. I think the West Bank is run by this other group, and they could have chosen them, but they chose Hamas. But that was in, you know, like I say, 2006. So the vast majority of young people, and they say that the population in Gaza is 50 percent children. So these young people probably have never voted for Hamas. We don't know if they really support them or not, but I'm not seeing the basic fundamental Israeli who's had interactions with the Palestinians from Gaza Strip, that they feel like they hate them, you know, they were. They felt betrayed. These are my friends. Why would they do this? I don't know. Because you got people that say that they're the Palestinian people in so, the Gaza Strip are crazy, and I, I, but I don't think so. I think so that this Hamas is a political party. That's what it is. Supposedly, but you know, it's like first off, they get their electricity from from uh, Israel, and their water from Israel. So. The Israelis wanted to have a two-state situation. You know, you run your own place, we'll run our place. That's the way that they were looking at it. But Hamas didn't see it that way. They just wanted the extermination of Israel altogether. So instead of building a state with your own electricity, your own water, taking care of your people— they actually went to the point of digging up sewer lines to be able to use the piping in there for missiles. Now, again, I can't tell you that that's true, but I saw them, they they were actually they actually had a film the, the Hamas people put out about building these missiles in little, see, that's where the missiles are coming from. They're building them in, in uh, machine shops, little machine shops through Gaza these aren't being shipped in as finished products. They're building them themselves. That's why a lot of them never will crash into hospitals. Um, so you, you, I. but you, they, they were showing the, it was a video that they showed of digging up pipes and then making them into missiles. And I didn't even think about what these pipes were or where they were. But then later on, I heard a report saying that One of the problems they have in Gaza is the septic system has been torn apart by the Hamas to make missiles. (laughs) So, you know, this is this is the government of Hamas. People were giving money to Gaza, okay, probably billions of dollars in aid to Gaza. It never got to the people. It was taken by Hamas. So surprise. No, but that so if you you say to me is is this a a government well, sort of yeah anyway, I've got a song that I'm going to play. This is from my friend uh, Peter Colhap and his uh, wife Betsy Joe E, and it, they, you know they did this oh, probably a decade ago. They put out a CD of some of the songs that Peter had written. And they do play these in one of the churches up in uh, your neck of the woods here, Dolly. So they had these recordings, and I had them uh, here. I'd taken them, and I, I'm going through all this stuff with what, what we're talking about now, and I kept thinking about this one song. So I'm going to play it for you. I hope you enjoy it, and it's called Family. <laughs>
4: Go through your house, it is empty now. The years went by fast, you don't know how. The laughter and noise, they seem to have died. The rooms are deserted, it's totally quiet. Where is your family? There was a whole house of brothers, and a whole house of sisters, then a whole house of children, too. Now they are gone with lives of their own. In their hearts, they're still part of you. They are still family. Walk for a while, and keep looking around, and see what new family can be found. Look at all the people you see, none are exactly like you or like me, yet they are a part of our family. There's a whole town of brothers, and a whole town of sisters, and a whole town of children, too. They are all different, yet they're all the same in their hearts. They're all part of you and me. They are our family. Get in the car, and you drive for a while, and crisscross your state, really put on some miles. You see different counties and cities and towns, take a look at the people that are all around, they're part of our family. There's a whole state of brothers, and a whole state of sisters, and a whole state of children, too. They are all different, yet they're all the same in their hearts. They're all part of you and me. They
0: are our family.
4: Get on a plane and fly overseas and look at the people in different countries. Some are yellow, some white, black, or brown, yet inside they are just like the ones in our town. They are our family. There's a whole world of brothers, and a whole world of sisters, and a whole world of children, too. They are all different, yet they're all the same in their hearts. They're all part of you and me. They are our family. Manity is our
0: vanity.
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Cosmic Reality. It is October seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. You guys back?
3: Yeah, I like that song.
1: Yeah. It certainly, uh, it certainly, his heart. You know, it just, yeah, yeah. That's the story. Is you know, we're all one big family. If we got to just get that in our heads and get on with the next part of our evolution as yep. a species. So, okay, well, so I the, want to
3: talk a minute, a few minutes about uh, Jesse. I watched the five tonight to get another look, and it is, he's been replaced. No question
1: in my mind. I don't know, there's something definitely different, that's all I know. He sat there very quiet. Huh?
3: He sat. They're very quiet tonight. He never interrupted. He just. Well,
1: and, it, uh, I, I you might at, say that's Jesse Waters from Fox News. <laughs> you might want to. Oh, yeah.
3: Didn't. We're talking about Jesse Water from Fox News. He has his own show at 8 o'clock. I think they call it prime time. And he's on the 5. At 5 o'clock. 8 o'clock for his show. 5 o'clock for the 5. And. He he was looking really. One night. He was freaking scary. And, And tonight. I was looking at his eyes. And his eyes still scare me. I don't usually get scared. When I look at. The replacements. I mean, they're just a replacement who I know they can be controlled. Um, but this time, that, that was demonic. The eyes were red. The, it, the hands were not right. The, the body, the torso was bigger than what Jesse is. And it was, I'll tell you, I don't usually get scared about this stuff, but that scared the poopy out of me. That's how scared I was. So you know, I've been watching Jesse since then. Every once in a while, I check in on him. I don't watch him because I don't want what he's got coming through my TV. Um, so that's what we're talking about. That I took a peek at him tonight. He looked. If people weren't paying attention. They probably would miss it. But the telltale for me tonight was his eyes. Ugh, that, that still scare the heck out of me. And uh, it's nice in his longitude, he, he was way too quiet for Jesse and he'd, he would just sit there kind of like a zombie when other people were talking and that's not him and I cannot believe that the others on the five can't see it they don't see it when they're off air what is going on at five? Uh, Is my question. Why is it allowed to be going on? Have they already replaced the top people, the CEO and all those top people?
1: Well, yeah, the CEO of Murdoch, the guy that was in charge of it all, just quit about a week ago. Really? Yeah.
3: You went down.
1: Let me find my up thing. I, I, I don't know. It's like I, I don't have anything to go to except put the computer on and look for stuff. And I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of you know. Just I yeah. I kept I kept really wanting to know what's happening in the Senate with the I mean the House with the speaker thing. And I finally got a blurb of it, and it was uh, Jordan. Brought brought it before the they brought it before the house and Jordan lost on the first round.
3: Yeah, they're going to do another one tonight.
1: No, tomorrow they said. Well, maybe they'll do it tonight, but I well, really
3: thought. because when I was watching the five, they said tonight.
1: Oh, I thought they said tomorrow. Huh. maybe who knows? Right.
3: With me, I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know either. I was I was getting the station ready. Yeah, I actually would have turned it off earlier, but they said they were, going you know, something about it. And I said, I really want to know what this information is. So I was really preoccupied with trying to find out what happened. And so anyway, sorry about that. Went off on changes.
3: That reminds me. Hold on. I got something on him. You that's a bit. Well, I do want to share that, though. Here it goes. Sorry. you I can't find my cursor. There was 11. No, I can. Seriously, I can't. Oh, here it is. I'm going stick around. I can't. Sometimes I just want to throw the towel in. Okay, here it is. I'm going what, what, are,
1: what are you doing? Well,
3: I'm going I... to copy and paste what I found out today regarding Matt Getz, what he did, and Jordan and opinions about Jordan. Uh, some people are for him, others are not. Okay. Oh, it's too long, but I, it posted. Um, it's in the chat room, y'all.
2: Thank you. This God. lady.
3: Oh, no, it isn't.
2: It's not? No, there's nothing that you. They don't, the last entry in the chat is Nancy's entry where it's an Israel prediction by Lucy. Oh, okay. There's uh, there's nothing under that.
3: It says it's too long. Hold on, I will read this to you. It's not
2: that long. I
3: can read it to you. This is out of... uh, And Wendy Patterson, at 343, October 15, posted... Half of you are going to understand what I'm about to say. And the other half are probably going to hate what I'm going to say. But history will determine which half is right. And uh, at Matt Dates, uh ruined the shadow government's plans when he ousted Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy was a key player for the Democrats. When he agreed to go against his own party and agree to the Senate's omnibus that will give the shadow government $2.3 trillion in funding to complete the communist transformation of America. That Matt, Matt Gates unknowingly disrupted their plans. And now Matt is supporting the same policy of McCarthy by supporting Jim Jordan. This is this Wendy's opinion. We have to pray that Jim doesn't get enough votes and they elect a speaker who will reject the Senate omnibus. If Jordan wins, this Wendy predicts he will convince them to pass the Senate's omnibus, promising it will be the last one and he'll never agree to another one just exactly like McCarthy promised us when he agreed to when he agreed to last December's omnibus. Now, I don't know what the omnibus is about, so I can't take anybody's side on this. There's a Lynn M who responded on October fifteenth. She says I think Jordan is a little better than McCarthy. You know, the rhinos aren't going to let us have anybody America first. I think Jordan is the best we can expect for now. Matt Gates is a hero. And Wendy replies on October 15, Matt is a hero and you're wrong on Jordan. Jordan will sell his soul for a $5 donation. That's at Wendy's opinion. And then uh, um, Margie Hester responds on October 15th. I admire Matt Gentz for stepping up and removing Kevin McCarthy. But I do know that if a speaker isn't elected Tuesday, Republicans will never again have the majority. You're also wrong about Jim Jordan. The rhinos are fighting him for a reason. And then Wendy comes back and says, you're defending Jordan because you don't know how she screwed us over. Educate yourself. So that's <laughs> the story on Jim Jordan as far as I have it.
1: <laughs> All right. I don't know who this Wendy person is. I'm not going to, you know, say, yeah. oh, well, Wendy said, you know, I don't know who the hell she is. All I know is that Jim Jordan every time I have seen Jim Jordan, he has been fighting for the American people. That's all I know. Same here. And, you know, I he, he originated out of the Tea Party. He's somebody that I trust. And I, I think haven't... he go ahead. No, I think that he that he's, he he is upsetting their you know, bag of worms. This is, you know, I mean, on the one hand, it's so dysfunctional that the Congress is completely in a halt. Everything, the government's in a halt. Well, you know, it doesn't take too much more before the white hats are going to say, look at the government can't even work. They haven't been in session for blah, blah, blah time. You know, the, the judicial system is screwed. Look at what they're doing to Donald Trump. And this would have been a leading subject, but that stupid ass judge, uh, Washington judge, that's in cahoots with the, uh, what's his face, um, whatever his bad. face, yeah, uh, regarding the uh, January sixth thing, she just put a gag order on Trump. He 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 no longer can talk about her, talk about the prosecutor talk about the injustice that's being done to him without her threatening to throw him in jail oh. so, so they're bringing all these charges against the man now you can't intimidate a witness he's not intimidating a witness one one commentator said the prosecutor should put their big big boy pants on you know the the law doesn't, the 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 concept of freedom of speech says that you can't attack a witness but you sure as hell can attack the judge and the judicial system and the prosecutor who are absolutely breaking law after law after law to put you in this legal predicament. So right now, yeah, there's a gag order against President Trump and that would have been a leading discussion except for everything else
3: so in reality and uh, he cannot defend himself correct they, they've taken that ability of you're innocent until proven guilty for one and correct. they've taken his ability gagged him cannot defend himself well, how long is this going to be able to be to, to go on
1: well, I th- that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to come to a head because if this stupid ass judge says, and she, she, and it was a verbal uh, decision, her written, I have this came out yesterday. I haven't. I don't know. I mean, she's supposed to have this written decision that will apparently delineate what exactly she is talking about that could throw him in prison. But what's she going to do? Is she going to have a separate cell for the social, the special service, the secret service? I mean, this is ludicrous. This is absolutely ludicrous. So I think it's another throwdown, you know, like we're going to go to the ump degree here and the president is only going to have one decision to make. Is this right or is this wrong? It's wrong. So we're not going to going to. Uh, accept it anymore and the whole thing is going to blow up. Boom.
3: I think I got to hold on to this thought. I think it's all set up made by the Trump people. And they seem to be falling right into yeah, let's do that and see how far we can get. I
1: really it's think insane. it's a set up. Huh? It's insane. I mean, it's it just goes against everything that is fundamental to the Constitution.
3: That's why I think it's got to be a setup. Maybe they cannot do that. So I think it's a setup.
1: I well, pray it's yeah, a
3: setup.
1: Well, the thing of it is, is that, that, you know, you can say that, but think back. This is what totalitarian governments have been doing forever they just make the law as they want it and there's no there's no ability for the people to stand up because everybody's been bought and paid for it's a totalitarian government this is what we're we're, they've shown their hands you're a totalitarian government you want to spit on the constitution you want to spit on the first three words of it we the people you know And it's the same playbook that they use over and over and over again, as Walt, you know, points out quite often. So, I think that, you know, yeah, everything is coming to a point of no return. And we're still a a year out from those uh, elections. We'll see. But again, people, you know... It's a it the the and and Walt pointed this out on the Say What show that you know the dark side is not paying attention or is not a- acknowledging that there is a light side that has a lot more thought energy, more control over everything. And I suggest that you find out whatever way works for you, I've given different techniques that I use. Find your own. Use your imagination. You know. It's like right now I have the Earth in a. Uh, a it's in a, a C sixty fullerene. The entire Earth is in a C sixty fullerene, that is created by uh, energy connections of the cosmic source energy that is surrounding us. You can think of it as water. You can think of it as love. It might be easier to think of it as molecules of water, and so this entire C sixty is surrounding the Earth. And it just keeps beaming out, love frequency, love frequency, love frequency. And, you know, I basically have reprogrammed my own self to continually, every time I default to a negative thought or I'm just sitting there not thinking about anything, I just think of this all around me, all around the earth. You know, this I'm inside a C60 molecule that's full of love. Now, that probably was true before I began, but in this case, it's it only takes one person to put up the right energy field. So that's why I keep, you know, trying this and trying that and seeing what happens because I'm one person, but I'm willing to give it a try. I'm willing to let my imagination go wherever it takes me to get an image that I can focus on that will continually Radiate the world's population, Earth, Gaia herself, you know, with this incredibly powerful frequency of uh, cosmic love that is also projected through the resonator, which has got a sun resonator on top of the cloud buster that goes through the purple flame and hits this thing, and boom, you've got a powerful grid all around us all around us putting out that energy and the more people that participate in something like that whatever you know your imagination takes you you yeah you just keep putting the energy in there the dark side can't they can't exist in it you know it's just like it's it 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 kind of sucks the energy out of them, like they like to suck our energy out of them, out of us. It kind of does that. It's like they're just fading. So anyway, my my reality, <laughs> my reality.
3: It's good you're doing positive stuff, and you're yep. sharing it with other people who we all need to hear it.
2: Yep. Well, it reminds me that, uh, and thus, and in today's uh, reading, uh, Janine asked the cards about what is a what power, if anything, is left in the cabal, and very <laughs> according to the, her interpretation of the cards, it it's very little, because like she asked if they had any teeth left, any any kind of any, and according to her interpretation of the cards. Whatever she, they got left is some kind of uh, uh, extraterrestrial force, but you know other other dimensional. And even then it's not that powerful because there is a there is so many uh, po- positive energy on the planet, both of the alliance and the uh, extraterrestrials that it's really not that not a uh, significant at all. Because according to her interpretation of the cards, like for example, what happened in in Hawaii, that was they were the Cabal were attacking their own uh, assets. It seems that they were they were, according to her interpretation of the cards, it's the how how does she put it? it's the people that are that um, uh, how they're not. They're not clones. There. What's the other word that they use for people that are not uh, exactly clones? Robots. Well, no, not robots. But they're organics. But they're but they're under control. They belong to the Cabal, and they they are rebelling against the control of the Cabal. So they were actually attacking the those assets. That's why there were uh, there was some millionaire guy who was uh, at, at attacking something in 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 the Lahaina. So the uh, the alliance stepped in to reduce the amount of the destruction that they wanted to, to the cause. So they were attacking their own assets that were trying to get out of their control. So it's quite a quite a quite a shit show because it's like it, the whole thing is coming unravelled.
3: So. I agree with it's coming unravelled because every time the Trump the white hats throw a, um, a trap in there, they swallow the trap hook wine and stinker so they aren't taking time to think things through yeah. and figure
2: out and the other the yeah. other th- the other thing is that she run the cards because there is a there are two narratives There are in the truther community there are people that are talking about positive things how good things are, are are starting to move forward. And then there are others that are describing how terrible things and all-out all war is going to give up and uh, everybody's going to be have, have to take our arms because everything's going to go to shit because everything's to work. And what it was is that she was uh, comparing the narratives being given forward by Michael Jacob, Terry, uh, this, what's this woman that was so nasty to Nancy. What was oh. it? Terry something that.
0: Oh,
2: Terry. That Terry. was a Cassidy. Her name? Cassidy. Cassidy, yeah. And uh, somebody else she named and somebody else that I never heard of before somebody named Nino. And these three people are spreading the, the narrative that uh, oh everything is going to go from bad to worse and the all-out war is on is is inevitable and things are also everything is going from bad to worse so she run the cards for that and not a single uh major arcana showed up they were all minor cards so her interpretation was it was their interpretation of events but none of it is real. And then she compared that narrative to people like uh, Juan Savin and some other truthers, and they're they're saying another story, saying how things are getting better and better, and we're getting ahead. And uh, when she did the run the cards, they is it the the inter- her interpretation of the cards is that that true? What that narrative was true. Things were going better and better. So that that was a, an interesting read because she was comparing the the two narratives from these people. So those who are invested in a very negative storyline, they're they're not going to get any success out of that because it's it's all negative. And those that are invested in a positive uh, outline uh, out point um what do you, output of things. Uh, they're they're meeting with success because that's what the cards are saying. And one of the things that's very interesting, that according to her interpretation of the cards, is that the main character involved in the success of, of you know the defeating of the of these negative forces is Gaia herself. Her interpretation of the card representing Gaia. It was saying a, a a lot of people think that it's the alliance, it's the white hats, but in reality, it's the the major force behind the success is Gaia herself. She's the one that's really making it uh, ma- uh, making this effort uh, a big success. So I haven't I haven't seen her read that before. So it was a really it was a really interesting read when she did that believe it or not this was what's that? this is what happening in the truth community there are people that are like invested in in negative storylines like for example she herself was kind of surprised because he uh Michael Jacob gave a uh, a chance to talk this woman who uh presented herself as a, I think her name is Mary Beaver or something like that and uh she says, in the first five minutes of of listening to her talk, it's all fear porn. It's like she's got this information from this black hat, and the this black hat tells her, oh, that she's descended from Mary Magdalene, so she has special blood because she's from a special. So all so from the very beginning, uh, uh, you're going to so, um, you're going to die because you're nobody. And I'm going to survive because I have great blood. <laughs> it's like, why would anybody bother listening to this? <laughs> so that's, that's one of the, it's, uh, it's, it's inevitable. You know, there are so many casualties in any war. And truth is one of those major casualties. So many people are going to come out with different stories. And, and those who are afraid are willing to listen to anybody because they're terrified let's see what that guy is saying. Oh, let's see what that other guy is saying. Oh, no, let's see what that woman is saying because they're so terrified and they can't trust their own feet. They're not trusting their own intuition. It's like if if you truly trust yourself and you're knowing, I mean, your own body tells you that. that's That's why I douse, because the body is telling me, yes, no, this is real, that's false. The body is, I don't need to listen to somebody outside of me. The body is telling me the truth of something. So when you're in that, I don't have time to listen to fear because I already know what's real and what's not. That's that's the beauty of, you know, dowsing and, and, and being connected to your own knowingness. But if you, unfortunately, you have these people that are so engaged in the fear porn uh they're they're willing to listen to anybody and they don't they're not paying attention whether what their people are saying is true or not. They're just willing to listen to somebody somebody must know more than me. Somebody must know better than me. Right? So so it's a it's a big show. It's a it's like the war of the narratives. <laughs> and I'm not surprised this woman, Carrie Cassidy, is part of that war because she's so negative and pessimistic. I mean, look, look what, uh, look at the, uh, uh, what she, I mean, she raked Nancy through the coals in that show is like, what the hell is going on with her? What, what is her issue with Nancy? (laughs) She's jealous. I guess. Very jealous. Inevitable.
3: (laughs) For the end of Dave uh, being here on earth, he did not like Jerry.
2: He was all pissed off hmm. Unfortunately, her reputation precedes her, and people say, Oh, she walks on water. Oh, she's so amazing. She's incredible. And I, I, I thought to myself, well, She's so depressing. I, I mean, I never heard her say anything positive about anything. Oh, this is, this is terrible. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, this is going to be all out war. Oh, and everybody's going to die. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How can can you be more negative, please, lady? <laughs>
3: she was always trying to trip Dave up, I know. <laughs> he would yell at her. <laughs> I Did enjoyed those I would times. have paid to see that.
2: <laughs>
1: Didn't she organize that um big conference that um he was there with the guys whose name we can never remember? Duncan? Duncan, yeah.
3: Duncan O'Finion,
1: yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> she was the one that organized that. It was like the first super soldier conference. Yeah. That's yeah. on YouTube. Isn't, that, YouTube. isn't that
3: when Dave and Duncan were talking about the yellow uh, snakes that crawled across <laughs> slap? I don't remember <laughs> that snake. in specifics. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget it Well, because I don't like snakes either But I will never forget that story Yes, well, he he didn't care for her
1: Well, I I honor her because um, The Carrie Cassidy that got involved Very, very, very early in the game You know, was a a pioneer in the whole genre, and she was with. Um, I'm trying to think of what his name is.
3: Shoot. Oh, Bill, uh, Bill. I can't remember his last name. Yeah.
1: Oh, they, they,
2: they did the show called Camelot or something.
1: Yes, Project Camelot. Well, that's what she went under afterwards. Um, but they 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 did some really amazing breakthrough type of looking at looking at the alternative community as a true subject matter. In other words, few people. Well, Linda Melt Moulton Howell got into it the same way. She was a very successful mainstream media personality who, kind of for kicks, more it seemed like it wasn't. You know, she wasn't convinced of it, but she got involved with the UFOs because of the cattle mutilations, and when she saw what the evidence was, it drew her into the woo woo, she jumped down the rabbit hole and been down there ever since. And uh, Cassidy and Bill, they they did sort of the same thing, but not because they came out of mainstream, but because. They had the capability of doing mainstream kind of videos and making it more substantial, more believable. So they were very important in getting the uh, concept of using the mediums that were opening up to the uh, to people like myself. You know, yeah, I know how to write, but do videos and radio and all that sort of thing. Um, I don't know... I mean, it's very well known. She admitted that she had been attacked at one point um, by electromagnetic, you know, type of stuff. I don't know, but I do know that the person that I look at now does not feel like the same person. But that can come with your experience. I mean, she's talked to all sorts of people. And that's one of her big draws is that the people she gets on are very impressive.
2: Yeah, she's al- she's always talking with some black magicians. Is like in- invariably I've heard her talk so many different times about the, this character and that character, and and invariably she has to say, "Oh, and he's a black master magician," and I'm saying, "Okay, why is this a positive I thing?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: listen to her. I I listened. I used to follow pretty regularly her. Um, shows with Bill, but once they split, I've not followed her, nor
2: have I followed him. Where is is his last name Ryan or something? Bill Ryan? Yes. Yeah. No Thank you. Thank you. Very well yeah. done. He's the first one who interviewed uh, Inelia Benz. That's how I knew her. Because oh. that, that's the first interview I ever saw where she says her uh, this is her first uh, incarnation as a human being. That's why she has no past karma in the, on this planet. And that's why they can't use that. They can't exploit that because she has no karma on the planet. Therefore, she's never done anything. Therefore, they have nothing to use against her. So it's a quite a quite a, a, a feat of strategy there.
1: Huh? <coughs> Bill Ryan, yes. <clears throat> but I, I do honor them. You know, I don't know. Like I say, I don't follow either either of them. Uh, But anyway, okay, so we still got like 15 minutes, a little over 15 minutes. What do you guys want to do?
3: Well, I got one more thing I can read to you. All right, go ahead. This is Barbie from X at Defiantly Free. This was 143 on October 15. And she said. Did you know that families who cross the border get $2,200 a month in universal income from our government? Did you also know that many of them know that if they split up and each take a child, they will get $4,400 a month in universal income? $4,400 a month meaning $52,800 per year plus free health care, free education, a cell phone, an Uber or bus ride to the destination of their choice, and pretty soon an app that allows them to vote for Democrats by phone. The last one is what every leftist is dying to make a reality. Wonder how long it will be before it come becomes one. The phone voting Democrat by phone is what she's talking about there. I thought that was pretty interesting. They make they make a hell of a lot more money than I could ever think of making.
1: And people wonder why they keep coming.
3: Yeah, really we will get on the phone and hey, they this to their relatives. We can go to America and make thousands of dollars with doing nothing.
1: Right. Oh. Of course, our children might be taken from us and raped and pillaged and done a lot of other things, too. But, hey, listen, yeah. life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yes. don't know. Maybe they don't know the dangers. Oh, my child died, but I got all this money coming in. Good trade off. I mean, I, I I hate to sound like that, but to me, I I get so upset when I see these border things, and there's all these dogs on the other side of the border. Yes. You know, people take their their dogs with them and then just leave them there. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh. I. I I, I have no doubt that that there's a tremendous amount of people that this is, you know, the only way they're going to get out from underneath the poverty and stuff. But this just doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's a lot of I I just don't like it. It's got to stop. It's just so awful.
3: Just one more and I'm done with my list.
1: Okay, go ahead.
3: From X also, it's Cat Um he is quoting from a woman I can't named Robbie Sarba. And this was on the fifteenth that Robbie said hers. This lady says she's oh, this is cat turd talking. This lady says she's so happy. That the majority dying from COVID are mega, mega yeah mega Trumps evidently, a dehumanizing item some external extremist Democrats used to describe Republicans. She's a registered nurse. I'm guessing she's going to delete her account, so I saved this. He had an image that showed that she had said that. So, uh. People had commented, boy, wouldn't you want her to be your nurse? (laughs) But there's still people out there who are like that, which which surprised me. And that's why I'm bringing it up. I was very surprised at that.
1: Well, it's pretty stupid of you to put it on a post.
3: (laughs) I think so, but she's proud of it.
1: Proud uh, of it. Lost souls. I, I have to. I have to kind of laugh at the irony of the. Uh, okay, the the all these protests that they have on the campuses. I heard this uh, uh, guy talk. He's he's the head of one of the anti-Semitic groups that try to you know weed out the anti-Semitism in places, and he gave a detailed. Uh, timeframe, you know, of how Hamas and uh, I, there's two groups that are basically Hamas groups that went into the universities and colleges and everything. So these people all, you know, erupted, you know, uh, there was, there. Was, this is funny, there was this anti-Trump, stop Trump or something, and a congressman and some other people that, you know, were people that people are supposed to be in awe of. Um went to this and uh one of the people that was going in was interviewed by Johnny on the uh, Jesse Waters show and oh yeah she admitted being paid to go to it. Okay. Admitted yeah. being Yeah. You know, so, which just, you know, tickled me something. But um, uh, you know, so yeah, this a lot of this stuff, you know, the um Colleges and, and and universities. The students were, well, I'm not really sure what it is that we're protesting, but every time there's a protest, I'm supposed to show up. So a lot of these people are doing this because they're supposed to do it, type of thing, or something like that. But what happened was that one some some CEO said, if you're If you're in these groups that are, um, you know, supporting Hamas, I don't want you working for me. And today there was an announcement on the the Fox network there that um, some of these universities, well, it's a half a billion dollars that is being taken away from them by people who have given them that kind of money. You know, the real rich people that give a lot, huge endowments to the universities and colleges. So now all of a sudden there's these students that are saying, well, I, yes, I belong to that group, but I didn't sign that paper. It's like, you know, because they know that they're being branded and that they may never get a job. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there is a backlash. It's just you have to watch a lot of crappy TV before you see it.
3: <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I prefer yeah. not. <laughs> well.
1: Okay, so um, we don't have too much time here—maybe nine minutes. But I'm going to go back to my list from the uh, the test. It's a hundred questions that anybody that wants to become an American c- citizen has to pass. Okay. Every this show and say what I want to be able to, you know, give another one of the uh, the questions and, and just because I think it's so important that people, even people overseas, you know, what is America? What does it mean to be American? OK, um, the last we did actually six of them uh, last on the say what show. And the, the question is, I'm going to just repeat it. What is the one right or freedom from the First Amendment? what is one right or freedom and in the first amendment of the bill of rights that made addition to the constitution to protect we the people because the first question is you know like or the second question is what's what's the first three words of the constitution we the people so um anyway the, those that you you could have picked any one but speech religion assembly press and petition the government petition the government is getting more and more critical um, okay, so number seven. How many amendments does the constitution have? Okay. How many? Neither of you have a, an idea. I wouldn't probably if I didn't look at this stuff before. I mean
3: Oh wait a minute. I was on mute.
1: Oh and I thought, you... well, damn it, she's ignoring me. <laughs> oh
3: I would guess twelve.
1: No, actually, there's 27.
3: Holy criminy. Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. And actually, there's one that was for the uh, uh, when they took the alcohol away from everybody. The prohibition. Say again. Prohibition.
2: Prohibition.
1: Yes. Prohibition. Um, But then they repealed that. So there's two amendments referring to the alcohol thing. So, you know, they they kind of cancel each other out. So, yeah, but there's 20, 27 of them. Uh, and they, they just, a lot of it has to do with tweaking certain things regarding the Civil War and the voting amendments and stuff. It's kind of like just making it a little better. But the Constitution, as it, it, as it stood, was the Constitution then amended with a 10... Bill of Rights. And so most people think of that, and, and as they should. I'm trying to think, is there any one of those amendments that was big? But they want to amend the Constitution, and also it's of ways the Democrats um, like get the states of uh, D.C. and Puerto Rico so that they'll all vote Democrat and we'll never have another free election. Okay. What did the Declaration of Independence do? What did that do when they wrote that and signed it and knew that it they...
3: started our war with
1: England, didn't it? And uh,
3: that we were, we were declaring our freedom, so England got mad and decided to fight us over it.
1: That's it. Absolutely. It announced our independence from Great Britain, <laughs> declared our independence from Great Britain, said that the United States is free from Great Britain. Any of those three kind of concepts, they're all the same. Yes, they put their middle finger up to Great Britain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what are two rights in the Declaration of Independence? Two rights that are stated in the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution, the law of the land, but in the Declaration of Independence breaking from Great Britain. What are the two rights? What are two rights? There's actually three of them. What, what, three. Would... uh. What do you call it? The right to bear arms, be one? No, that's in the Bill of Rights. Oh,
2: Bill of Rights. Okay.
1: That's Freedom too. of trade. No, but that's a very good thought. Okay. Um, no, I think. Well, what they're referring to, and some of these questions to me aren't really very clear. But what they're referring to is in pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Oh. The Declaration of Independence. There comes a time in humankind where they have to make a, you know, that thing. And, you know, so they were stating that they are breaking from Great Britain in order to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, so number 10 is, let's see, we have time, yeah, we got time for this one. What is the freedom of religion? What does it mean?
2: But you can have a uh, any any worship that you want. You can be a devil worshiper or any any worshiper of any kind. You got because you're free to worship whatever you want.
1: Absolutely, that was it. Yep. Um, okay, that was a quick one. Let's do this one. Uh, Eleven. What is the economic system in operation in the United States?
2: Economic
1: <laughs> system. All right, oh, I economy? can
3: think of as federal, but I don't know.
1: It's a type of, of economy. How, how, what would you call our economy? Screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's either market economy or more likely you would think of the term capitalist. Oh. Versus, you know, social equity. <laughs> meaning that everybody gets the same amount of money, Yeah. Um, or a totalitarian one, where the thing that went wrong with the economy of the Soviet Union was that they believed that they could make plans, and those plans would dictate what they made. So they would decide that the economy was going to require 300 uh, tractors, So then they had the tires for the tractors, you know, 300 sets of tractor tires. And they were doing this. Well, economies don't work that way. It's all based on, you know, supply and demand. And it's the only system that's ever worked is the capitalistic system. But I'm of the contention that we have to make it a uh, compassionate capitalism. And if we do that, we're going to be all right. And that's basically, um, you know, let's be fair to everybody. Not socialism, but be fair to everybody. So you guys want to say goodnight here? We're at the end of the the story.
3: Night, y'all. Thanks for being here with us. We'll be talking to you again. Sometime I never remember the days. Send love blankets, please. Thank you. I'm done
2: good night everybody I, I wish for all to send out uh, full full of love and light you can never get enough of those
1: absolutely and tomorrow we're going to have Radio 5G Mark and I will be on um, and we're going to listen to a discussion concerning you know what the heck is wrong with our people regarding the uh, situation in the Middle East so thanks for being here we'll see you later
0: Teaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown.
1: You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening.
0: Choose your